All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. After 3 o'clock, how are you? Welcome back to The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can text us at 10-12-60. Email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor at tsn1260.ca. Reminder, today's a great day to get an oil change. They are supporting local at uh, Jiffy Lube. You support them and uh, come in for a full synthetic uh, Pennzoil oil change, and uh, you'll get a $20 gift card from uh, various local Edmonton businesses support them. Very nice. Spread the wealth, as they say. So we uh, welcome to the show the dancing queen, Jason Strudwick. Strudy, how you doing? Well, I was good till uh, old Brando decided to change things up. Eh, just three days now. He's taking away YMCA. What's next? It's going to be Brandon on, and Strud's on is out, or taking a lot of creative free uh, freedom here, buddy. Hey, eh, Brandon. I think his uh, secondary computer is frozen <laughs> up. He can sing. He can sing, can he? Technical difficulty struggles. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Don't worry. We'll be uh, we'll be back oh. to normal. Everything rolling as per usual uh, tomorrow. Uh, there we go. The high maintenance guy. Love it. Oh, I love it. Jeez. I guess one request. Are you going to be able? To, are you going to be able to? Do you have any grid in you? What's happening well, I here? Know. I just I have one one request. That's all I ask for daily, and that's I can't deliver. It's Brandon, tough. just change the show. Hey, it's just changing it up. Tough for you. Um, speaking of grit. What, uh, well, you know what? Let's talk Connor Halley's wedding. I know he'll be here tomorrow. Now, the, the biggest thing that I've uncovered from Connor's wedding. So his dad explained why he is, because his birth name is Thomas. Right. And his middle name is Connor. And I found something else. We'll get into that in a second. But his father did explain in his speech why he goes by Connor now. Right. And it uh, turns out that when he was two, 
at like a place care, uh, like a daycare center, there was right. a, another kid named Thomas who was somewhat of a hellion. Mm-hmm. And uh, little uh, Thomas Halley didn't like it. So when he came home as in kind of his lack of a lot of words, just said, I don't want to be called Thomas. And so his parents honored it and they switched and started calling him Connor. Yeah, crazy. At the demand of as a young toddler. But why is that so hard for him to tell us that story? Because does he not know it? It's a good question. Unless unless his dad was fabricating. That's the great that's what I want to find out. Could have been could have been either way, right? It's pretty crazy. But that was his dad did a great job speaking on behalf mm-hmm. of the family. Uh very funny guy, very witty. Um, but yeah, they, now that I'll accept it as fact that that's what actually happened. Okay. It, would, it's, it it's made believable. sense. It's, it's believable. B- very believable. Yeah. I, I'm not saying Mr. Halley pulled a fast one over all of us, mm. but I will believe Well, it. his son didn't almost die at birth. That, that yeah, I did. Yeah. Connor did want to tell me that right yeah, away. Yeah. Cause he might've uh, exaggerated that point of tad. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. He was great. He was so funny. And, and the thing I like about weddings is that you go in there and get to know everybody and hear their stories and then get to know like. I got to know his sisters a little bit, uh, his mom, uh, some of his friends. You get to know what Connor's, you know, what who formed this guy. Yeah. Kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty calm and cool. Very calm. From uh, a lot of his buddies that he lived with over time, except when the Chargers played. They said that was really the only time right. you could get Connor fired up. But really, your expectations shouldn't be too high when you cheer for that team, right? I think you lower your expectations just. Hoping to make the playoffs. Like that feels like a championship when you cheer for a, a Chargers like team. Kind of like the Giants now and forever. No, 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 no. We have how many championships in the last 20 years? It's almost an, an abundance one? of riches. Is it only one? Wait, don't feels you know like, when your team won? No, it feels like I more think than it's that. two, actually. 2011. I think, yeah, we, I think we have. Feels like more than that. No, not 2009, maybe. Anyways, we've had it. It's twice. Yeah, we've had in the 2000s. Years. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, I mean, but the Chargers have never won anything. AF, they have an AFL title, which is yeah, well, that's something. And that's like men's league in Edmonton, right? Flag football. No disrespect to those guys. It's not the same. So we'll get into a little bit more when Connor's here tomorrow. But I did. Un- so here's my new because you know me, Struddy. I can be like a dog and a bone when it comes to research. Yeah, I like are. to research things. It yeah. took me a, how many years to track down Kendra? But I did. Yeah, you got it. And so yesterday, I fa- not yesterday, but on Saturday, I uncovered that Connor actually has a second middle name. Who told you that? Well, I can't yes, reveal. Man. But they wouldn't tell me what it was. Oh, wow. Two middle names. So his think... birth name was Thomas Connor Blank yeah. Halley. Well, yeah, didn't the dad talk about that? Mark, Mark's the dad, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he mention about that? Yeah, second middle name, but he wouldn't mention it. Yeah, wasn't it related to something that, oh, maybe I dreamt that. Someone's No, I think you might have dreamt that. Yeah, he didn't go into any detail at all. Okay. No. There you go. So that's going to be now. That's the next thing now is I need to uncover what. So Thomas Connor Blank Halley. He's got got a lot of layers, this guy. Mm -hmm. He's literally an onion. Yeah. So that's that'll that'll be our next, you know. Now, that's not going to be as fun as tracking down Kendra. I'm not going to lie. Well, Kendra. So. Just because like yeah. I can't really interview someone. Hey, why do you have a second middle? Like my son has two middle names. My brother has two middle names. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. No, it's... but I'm curious what it is if he doesn't want to tell us. So that's what makes me suspicious. One thing about weddings that I love, and I because I don't go to a lot of weddings anymore, the the midnight meal. They cranked out some pizza. Oh my god, buddy! It was. I'm I'm not gonna lie. 
I had my share. Oh, I saw. I had. Now, yeah, like, pace yourself next time. Maybe, well, Save was, some for the rest. I noticed that the other, the ladies weren't indulging too much, so I got in there. And it was so good. It just, the midnight meal, that's a, that's a real forgotten thing about the weddings. And a bonus. It's kind of like finding 20 bucks in your jacket. It's like, what? We get another meal. Not the initial meal was amazing. But that one, Greg, that, that pizza was sick. And guys, maybe it was a self-imposed second middle name. Philip. Well, imagine. <laughs> that's a good yeah. one, Texter. Uh, put your name on it and give you credit, 27. Uh, yeah, that's, well, good for him. I mean, because he knows where we stand on self imposed nicknames. Not good. No. So, like, did he give himself a second nickname? No, I don't, I don't believe so because I believe that it's you now. So, basically, it's, just have to pick his wallet and see if it's on his driver's license. Are you allowed to right? put multiple names on a, You put them all on there? Well, I don't know. You, well, I have my middle name on mine, but yes, I don't have so two do middle I. names. No, Anybody out right there in. with two middle names, do you put one or both on your driver's license? Oh, How does that work? And then, like, for girls, when they get married and they hyphenate their name, do they have four? Do they have, like, first name, middle name, and? Well, you must. I would assume they have to have their hyphen name. That's their legal name now. That's a lot of writing. If so. you have two middle names and another name and a hyphenate name, that's a lot of writing. Yeah, but what, and I've always said this, like, what happens if you, your daughter yeah, right. has the hyphenated name, and then what happens if she gets married? Does she have the hyphen, like, the double hyphen? Well, we're just getting to that, because I think this, it seems like this is a more recent event. Mm-hmm. Right? More, not that it's never Like, I just before, don't think but, it was well thought out by people at the time. Uh, just saying that right now. That might limit your, your options, right? So if, like, you're Greg or Strudwick, and I'm whatever, or Greg or whatever, and we hook up, we're like, we can't, we got to figure out this name thing. We can have four last names on our kid's license. Not sure. I have to cut it down. Hey, guys, two middle names here. Only one on my license and my passport. Well, there you go. That would make sense. Yeah. So you, you obviously just pick whichever one's first. So, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I had to fill out some forms today. I can barely remember my kids' middle names. That's not what a deal. Jabroni. Yeah, Are you serious? Not a, do you know their birthday? I, well, that I do. I do. One was a look. I think it was off by a day or two. But you put it in the right ballpark. It's just a government form. <laughs> See now we got guys. I have four middle names. Only one's on my four. license, but all four on my passport. Four middle names. Yeah, well, certain religions you have multiple middle That's names. A lot. That's a lot. Filling out the forms. Oh, d- your buddy Jerome McGinley doesn't he have like six. Oh yeah, we used to give it to him about it as well. And ah. like, because this would he, now they're electronic. Like but you used to have to fill out everything by by hand. And right? you had to put all of your middle names in there. That's what I remember him. I don't know. That's what he talked about. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it would be, it's not a blessing to have to fill out five or six names. That's a lot. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. Now guys, it was only after my mom's recent passing I discovered she had two middle names. What? Jeez. Holy cow. What was she holding that back, that information? I'm curious what the second middle name is. And what's the, why hold out? It wasn't important. Hey, guys, my girlfriend's from Brazil. She has five names on her passport and driver's license. Her first name, her middle name, her mother's maiden name, her dad's last name, and her stepdad's name, John. What? It's a lot. It's a lot to come in. Really? Holy cow. It's a lot of names. It would just be a lot of work filling everything out. Mm-hmm. I, know I, I sound lazy, but it's... I just remember when you were younger, you'd have to write a test, HB pencil. You have to put everything. Jason, Wayne, Stratic. Imagine if it was multiple. Your date. It's just, it's a lot. And guys, my girlfriend's name is Rose Ann Carolyn Palma Rivera. 
She signs and writes the whole thing out. Drives me up the wall. Jeez, that's a lot. I'm guessing Palm is a last uh, Wow. Did you just call her Rackper? That's a lot. I would just, you know, give her an acronym. Why not? Hey, that's Rackper, what's going on? That's a lot of info in there. Lots of info. Jeez. <laughs> Guys, I've always been envious of my buddy who doesn't have a middle name. Very simple. But why? Like, how many people go by their middle names? Like, I know I know a few people's middle yeah. name, but I very rarely do I call them by their middle no. name. Like my dad, he goes by his middle name. He was Ernest Wayne, and they just called him Wayne. Big Ern, he could have wow, been Wow, geez, Big you've Ern. given Connor a lot of heat for going by his yeah. middle name, and yeah. now you're just, without him here, yeah. you're telling us this I've, story now today. I've told this before. I'm no, I don't sure think I'm you sure. have. Yeah, Ernie. Well, maybe you did it when I was away, because I don't like, recall that. In my phone, Ernest? I have as Big Ern. That's that's what his Big cell Ern. number is. In my phone, Big Ern. Big Ern Stratton. Yeah. He didn't like Ernest? I don't know. I mean, just called like him. Like, Ernest goes to camp? What's but, happening? Could it be I, like a movie star? I think it might have been the grandfather's name. Like, his grand. I might be wrong. I, I should double check that info. But, yeah, Wayne. Like, my middle name's Wayne. But, I mean, I could have gone by Wayne, I guess. Similar hockey player. No, but I just mentioned, when you have a middle name, it's not like you rarely walk around Jason Wayne. No, no. That's what I, I mean. Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, no, you don't double it up. Only your mom does when you're in trouble. It's true. That's what you know. It's every now and then, if she pulls out the middle names, yeah, yeah. whatever uh, you're doing, stop I do that it. to my son every now and then, and it does, I will say it gets your kids' attention for sure. It stands out in the crowd. Tap out. Yeah, they're all of a sudden Tap like, out. ooh, yeah. now we're entering serious category. It's like when mom used to just make her hand motion towards the wooden spoon. Yeah, yeah. Did never have to bring it out of the because back then you used to have like on the counter, right? Like at the big cylinder, whatever, looked like a jar, whatever, and it had all like the spatula and spoons right. and different sure. things and once the wooden spoon came out yeah. like i didn't think they make wooden spoons anymore yeah more probably because too many of them, you know they probably banned plastic, it but... yeah. yeah that's crazy well hey guys speaking of uh bad names how about this one her uh first name oh where is it um first name is summer middle name is flower so her name is Summer Flower Hippie. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what, though? Yeah. If I met Summer Flower Hippie, I wouldn't forget her name. No, you would. Well, yeah. I've known one summer in my life, and I, she was amazing. I do like the name Summer because of her. She was amazing. Much younger than me, but big fan. <laughs> Three nights. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, uh, well, thank you know where you're going with that. But uh, we'll, we'll get back on track uh, talking about names. We'll talk more about Connor. When we come back, though, the uh, tonight you could have history being made. Will it happen? God, I hope so. I love seeing his. I love to say, hey, you know what? I saw that. No one else has ever seen it. You can be the people who see it for the first time in your life tonight. We'll discuss it next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 325, Everton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. How are you? Let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches that safely take your team or group to the next destination. Go to silentrides.ca for more information. And uh, tonight, man, I would guess 
it's a great sports town, and uh, tickets are always hard to come by. But for tonight, <laughs> must be to a whole new level as the uh, Boston Celtics could become the first team in NBA history. The first 150 teams who trailed 3 nothing, all lost. They're looking to become the first to win four in a row after trailing 3 Nothing. Uh, Jared Weiss from The Athletic joins us. And, uh, Jared, it's interesting how times change. Man, after that, uh, uh, was it game two or three? I can't remember. They absolutely got destroyed by Miami. People are going, this Celtics team's terrible. They got no heart. They can't do anything. And now here they are, uh, one win away from the greatest comeback in a series in NBA history. This is what the Celtics do. They fail upwards in the most remarkable <laughs> of fashion. So this is just normalcy for them. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, you, I've been watching the series quite closely, and you, you see how it's evolved. You know, what is it that's shifted? I, I know that some of the gameplay, but coaching staff, players, what has shifted the most, in your opinion, that they're able to get this thing back on track? Well, Jalen Brown would say the energy has shifted. That's like the new catchphrase. They're actually <laughs> the towels or shirts are giving out tonight at the game. Uh, say that with a photo of his mask on it. But I mean, the big thing that shifted was, I think their mindset and identity about who they are and what this team is. You know, this this franchise and this core has always said that they're a defensive first team. And frankly, all the teams that win the championship say that. You look back at the Warriors last year. They always said, you know, everyone focuses on our great offense with Steph Curry, but we're a defense team, and they beat the Celtics with their defense. And the Celtics had to kind of remember that's who they are. And, you know, Joe has always been trying to balance this whole season, being a you know balance between offense and defense and trying to outscore the opponent and the race to 120 and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, they got to just hold teams under 100 and just make them uncomfortable, and the offense will come from there. And so they stopped being cautious and careful with their defensive game plan against Jimmy Butler and all their shooters, and they were like, screw it. We're just going to run at everybody, keep running, keep recovering, and just trying to outwork and out-hustle them. And once again, they were the better team again. You look at... <clears throat> You know, Jimmy Butler after game six, he just flat out said, Hey, I got to play better. If I play better, I think we can win. And, and you know, they're, they're without two of their best players right now, two of their top five anyway. So it, uh, you know, I, I think there's definitely a lot of truth to it. At the end of the day, especially in the NBA, it's different than a lot of other sports. Your best guys, they're on the court way more. They touch the ball way more. How much of Butler's struggles are due to the defense of the Celtics? You know, I think that the the main reason he was bad in game six up until the very end was he just didn't have any lift to get up in the air when he was driving. And so all of these shots that he would make where he would go for these little fading pull-ups, five, you know, five to ten feet from the basket, usually what made them work was he would dictate the physicality on those drives, and then he would hang in the air for so long he could, you know, pour himself a cup of coffee and take a sip, wait for it to cool <laughs> off and burn his tongue, and then shoot the ball. And he couldn't do that in game six. He was losing it in game five, really lost it for almost all of game six. The reason why he went off at the very end was because he just started driving through people and forcing the contact. And I don't know if he can do that throughout a game because Jimmy Butler is the ultimate Iron Man, but even Iron Man has some weaknesses, right? Even he runs out of gas. And so I think that their defense, especially in game four, when they started getting more physical with them, they started having Grant Williams really crash with him as much as possible. They started really fighting him before possession, denying him so that he couldn't get the ball comfortably after he got rid of it. Um, you know, those were all those little things I think chipped away at his stamina, wore him down. You know, let's remember he was hurt in the last series, so 
he's been playing kind of recovering from that injury. But when you're playing every other day, you're still, you're never getting, you're not getting better from that injury necessarily. You're still deal, dealing with a lot of soreness. And so I think that's kind of catching up to him. And I will never bet against Jimmy Butler. He is the ultimate, he's the, the ultimate underdog, right? Like every time you think that he doesn't have enough left, he always shows you more. And so I expect tonight he's going to be, we're going to watch him play and we're just going to be like, how is he doing this? You know, uh, Jimmy Buckets might have the, the better nickname, but Tatum's been uh, involved in the series as well. And, and so what have you liked about his game the last three games that he's kind of got this, his group going in the right direction? I mean, I like his defense on Butler, first and foremost. He's, he's had a really good defensive series on Butler. Almost all of Butler's good scoring and playmaking in the series has come when Tatum isn't guarding him. And, you know, it's Tatum wants to survive on the offensive end. He can't guard Jimmy the entire time, right? He would just wear out as well. And so Tatum's defense has just been so good. His rebounding has been good in this series. Rim protection has been pretty decent. Um, and then he just generally in the second half of the series hasn't been forcing good shots as much as he was earlier. He definitely doesn't seem to recognize the fact that he can't shoot the ball anymore, um, and that's been a problem for most of this year. His pull-up jumper has just been awful this season, which is what makes it so crazy that he's been so good because his shooting touch has just abandoned him as well as Jalen Brown. But I think he's done overall a pretty good job of recognizing how to beat the coverages how to be a playmaker, especially getting into the middle of their zone. Tatum, I think the big leap for Tatum this year, even more than last year, has been that he's just willing to reshape his game to fit whatever the vulnerabilities of the defense are. And so that's how he's found a way to continue to be impactful. So now let's look ahead to tonight's game. And, you know, the the pressure, uh, I I don't know if there's more pressure on one team or the other. It's game seven now. How you got to game seven, I get that history's here for Boston. But, you know, there's a lot on the line. Um, It's it's kind of being hard to to tell. It's clearly been a, a, you know, a series of two parts. Uh, Miami, the first three, and now Boston, the last three. Not that every game was a blowout. Obviously, you can't get much closer than game six was. And literally within the hundreds of a second uh, for Boston to push it to a seventh game. So if, if you had to pick for, and I'll ask you for both sides, the Celtics win due to blank if this happens tonight, and then conversely, the Heat. The Celtics win if they don't turn it over and they don't forget how offense works in the last three minutes of the game. Um, the Celtics win if they just, when the Heat starts going zone out of nowhere in the fourth quarter, they actually have a pretty good game plan and they don't start stagnating and they don't start running down clock and all that kind of stuff. The Heat win the game if Jimmy starts drawing fouls really earlier in the night, is able to get one of their bigs in the foul trouble. Um, and also, if Bam's pick-and-roll game is just unstoppable. We've seen a lot, especially with Duncan Robinson. He's had moments in the series where Bam has just completely eviscerated Boston's defense in the pick-and-roll. And we didn't see a lot of that in these last couple games. If they can get back to that, I could just see Miami just really, really just continuing to hammer away at the Celtics' defense. But I think the Celtics have the upper hand here, not just because they've been winning these, but just because you look at last game, they had like the worst shooting game imaginable. Miami had a really good shooting game, and they still somehow managed to eke it out because their game management was really good. Uh, I recognize this isn't Celtics related, but just, you know, it sounds like Nick Nurse is going to be the next coach of the 76ers. Knowing as you do the lead, do you, do you like that fit for uh, Nick Nurse and, and Joel Embiid? I'm thrilled. It, it's just, it's exciting to see. It's really exciting to see Philly go from a coach that's kind of known for not really making adjustments to the coach that is literally adjusting every single thing imaginable at all times. <laughs> uh, you know, Nurse is just, he's such a fascinating coach. I think he clearly has the gravitas and experience to work with that roster in Philly. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that he can recreate some of the matches he had in his early days in Toronto and just make the Philly team more flexible, give them more options to run their offense and their defense, um, and just find a way to reconstruct the way that they use Embiid to push him more on the move. You know, Embiid is in such a great comfort zone, kind of you know taking over the middle of the floor, one side of the floor, and passing out a bit, but. Joel Embiid on the move is the most unstoppable force in basketball. And I think that there's a lot to unlock there with Nick Nurse. So I, I, I love the hire. I'm really excited to see what they look like next year. Outside of Joel, is there another player you think could be in, in really good shape with Nurse coming in or a guy that might be on his way out with Nurse coming in? <laughs> well, obviously the James Harden question is a fascinating part because <laughs> – yeah, I mean, you give you give Nurse you give Nurse a great point guard, and you know with all the others like right. Nurse when he was in Toronto, he turned them into a good playmaking team. They didn't really have a point guard that could really control the entire defense. You know, Van I love him, but he doesn't have the size to really get into the teeth of the defense and truly control them the way the Harden can. And obviously with Harden, we know that we saw it in the five series with him. It's just a, it's a consistency thing. He just kind of wilts in these moments. He can't keep it going game to game. So obviously motivation is a big part of it, but. Nurse being able to make Harden um, to make his playmaking a little bit more complicated than just like, you know, one five pick and roll with Embiid, that would be really thrilling. So, I mean, I hope that Harden stays and they run this roster back pretty much and give Nurse a chance to really muck things up there. What's your prediction tonight? I'm going to go Celtics by five. Celtics by five. Well, it should be a great game, Jared. I'm looking forward to it. History uh, on the line. Something to watch for. Thanks for your time. Enjoy. It should be a madhouse in Boston. I'm jealous. I uh, can't imagine what the feeling will be in that building tonight at tip-off. I anticipate going down tonight. <laughs> awesome. There you go. That is uh, Jared Weiss joining us. Uh, Celtics uh, beat writer. And I'm probably leaning towards picking Boston as well. Uh, they're rolling. I mean, how do you stop? I mean, Jimmy is amazing, but mm-hmm. I, I've watched a lot of this series and he, he is looked like he's getting a little tired, right? But he, he's, he's such a competitor. And I, you know, we can all talk about that, but you know, he, you know, Jared mentioned it. Superman can run that energy too. Right. And I think that there needs some other guys to pick him up. Um, and the South is probably going to bump and grind on him as much as they can to slow him down or wear him down. Uh, but you know, I think Jimmy has to have a really big night tonight for the heat to, to win this game. But it's just, if you're Denver, you're on the other side, just watching this, like, well, you're loving it. These two teams are going at it. They're going to be exhausted. Uh, whoever comes out and then you're fresh and you get them whenever they start it up. It's a Wednesday. No, what day is it? No, today? no, they're not starting a Wednesday. I haven't even looked at the announcement. I know the NHL yeah. Stanley cup is starting on Saturday, regardless. Yeah. Even if Vegas wins tonight, they're still, it's the whole week off until Saturday. Yeah. So, so you got some. Time. I would think the NBA is either going to be. Well, may, I don't know if they both go Saturday. The NBA loves playing Sundays for sure. Yeah, so fair point. Um, I would think Sunday. Yeah, maybe Thursday. I could see a Thursday yeah. Sunday. I could see. Yeah. I have to, you know what though? I'll have to check. I haven't even looked at the uh, the NBA site if they've announced when the uh, championship is going to continue or kick tip off. We'll see. Quick break. Uh, we'll return. We got uh, Strud's on. Also, we are going to. Uh, Break down the uh, the Golden Knights series in Dallas. Help me understand and more. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 345 Edmonton Sports Leader TSN 12. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a, a lot of focus uh, on the Edmonton orders and, and how they match up to some other teams in, um, you know, in a cap-related world. So just as a little teaser tomorrow, uh, we'll be breaking that down.
on the show, and uh, there'll be a link for you to uh, follow along so you can uh, compare and get your thoughts on it. So it's uh, been working on this for a while, so uh, we'll get into that on uh, tomorrow's show. But first, there is uh, a lot going on tonight in the uh, National Hockey League. Big game if you are a Dallas Star or a member of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights who uh, had uh, a 3 nothing series lead, but uh, suddenly find themselves now only up 3-2. Uh, to two. They're still in a good spot. You'd much rather be up 3-2 uh, to two than trailing 3-2, but uh, we'll see if they can get it back as we go around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's, and uh, it's your destination for chill summer treats with all the favorites you crave, including $1 cones. Of course, plus tax, but a buck for a cone right now at McDonald's. And uh, sorry, by the way, the NBA Finals, I was correct. Uh, they start on Thursday. The NHL Stanley Cup Final will begin on Sunday, regardless of who wins tonight. If uh, Vegas wins, they just get more time off. If Dallas wins, then they play Wednesday. And then uh, the winner of that game will face Florida on Saturday. And uh, whoever wins this series in the West uh, will be starting on home ice. And, hey, there's uh, there's a lot on the line tonight. So uh, let's go and uh, break down. The uh, Dallas Vegas series with uh, Willie Ramirez, who uh, covers the uh, Golden Knights. A little bit of line juggling again, Willie, and uh, they moved Roy back to the fourth line center. They felt like their fourth line got uh, uh, kind of dominated in, in game number five, and I, I think that's fair. But it's it's also maybe a scapegoat to the rest of the team because I just thought Vegas gave up way too much in game five. That really hasn't been their mo all playoffs. No, and I uh, and thanks for having me. I I think that. You know, it's it's been such an odd series to watch where both teams have come from, you know, in terms of what the Golden Knights were doing early on in the series, taking advantage of a lot of rebounds um, off of Ottinger. And I just don't know where you you can actually point a finger because it's, it's been a, just an odd dichotomy with both teams and how Dallas performed in the first three games, especially when you look inside these crazy analytics, right, that, we, we talk about these analytics deep-rooted in the NHL, you know, in terms of Corsi or Fenwick, and then inside slot shots. You see what – Dallas actually dominated certain analytics of game three but was was blanked four to nothing. So I, I don't know if it's fair to place blame anywhere in particular um, outside of just coaching and, and, and adjustments that are made. Um, you know, I, I mean <laughs> – I wrote one column one when Pavelski scored the overtime goal that here DeBoer and Pavelski did it again to the Golden Knights, uh, you know, buckle up and hold on after, you know, it was that somewhat of a combination when they were in San Jose back in 2019 in that crazy series um, where you saw them erase a 3-1 deficit. DeBoer comes over to Coach Vegas, now he's with Dallas. So I, I'm not sure where to point the finger, to be real honest with you, because it's just been a, a, a very strange series. We've seen three games go to overtime. Um, outside of the 4 nothing win in Dallas by Vegas, there's really been no dominating factor per se. You can look at, like I said, some certain statistics or analytics, but it's been a matter of who's getting, as they call it, puck luck, who's getting the right shot at the right time. There are some people out there that believe Ottinger has kind of introduced himself into the la- series the last two games. Would that be fair, or is, that, is it overblowing his contribution? No, I think it's, it's 100% fair. I think that both you know goaltenders have, have done their fair damage in terms of limiting 
uh, shots. I mentioned, you know, rebound control. I mean, when you look at the entire, like the percent of goals off of rebounds for the, the playoffs, Dallas has gotten 18.92% from rebounds. Vegas, 13.95. On the other end of it, percent of goals against from rebounds, Dallas has given up 14.63. One of the biggest percentages, the Golden Knights, 8.7. But uh, he's limited that in the last two games. That being Jake, you know, from Dallas, Ottinger has has done a better job in, in sort of limiting with rebound control. Vegas only able to get a, two goals in each of the last two games. And let's face it, um, in, in game two, that I, I actually thought that's where Vegas may have taken control of the series. in the Because Dallas dominated for 55 minutes. And then all of a sudden they get a goal with a couple of minutes left, and then they win it in overtime. Outside of that, Dallas has played a relatively good series, even in losses. Uh, as I mentioned, in terms of um, in terms of uh, the numbers in the analytics in the four nothing loss, they actually had they dominated the Fenwick percentage seventy. That was their best game in terms of uh, misses and shots altogether. Seventy six percent faceoffs won. Um, went to them. The offensive zone starts went to Dallas. So on the whole, uh, I think that you can credit both goaltenders, but I think, yeah, you're right. Auditor did find himself. He's limited Vegas to two goals in the last two games. You look at Dallas, and Aiden Hill, I give him a lot of credit. That game, the score might have flattered Vegas. He made some huge stops. Um and like this is maybe being a little bit of a coming out party for Aiden Hill, but I wonder. I know yeah. it was four goals. He made a lot of great saves, Willie. But are like, are you concerned at all? Like, if Vegas is going to rely on him, I just I'm not sure he can be Bobrovsky for them. They need to play better sound defense if they want to end this tonight. No, they have to. They definitely that's that's for sure. And I think that's one thing that they've they've hung their hat on, no matter who it's been. When Laurent Brassois was in that, uh, you know, to start the the uh, postseason and. And, uh, and, and then through with Aiden Hill, it's been the defense. It's been, it's been clearing the puck off of, off of, uh, you know, an initial save. It's been sort of a, a lot of strong back check. It's been clogging the neutral zone. It's been limiting, you know, the shots and then supporting their goaltender, like I said, off of that initial save. And if they're going to make a run, if they get past Dallas, um, you're talking about somebody who started the season in Henderson, Nevada, with the AHL team. You're talking about a guy who is who is the backup to the all-star goaltender, who I happened to run into last night, by the way, at the Las Vegas Aces game in Logan Thompson. Um, and nobody really – you couldn't have said that Aiden Hill was going to be on the playoff roster. And to, to throw his name into the mix against a guy like uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is, is somewhat of a goalie mismatch, especially with the way that he's playing. The only advantage that I would give Aiden Hill, if the Golden Knights – or go into the uh, Stanley Cup, whether it's off of a win tonight or a winning game seven, is that how much time is good time and how much time off is bad time? Because you know this, uh, you've been covering hockey a lot longer than I have, is that a hot goaltender going into the postseason with a team like Florida that wasn't expected to be there, you want to keep those juices flowing no matter how good you are, even with Matthew Kachuk. You want to keep that flow going. You give a chance to let that adrenaline sort of simmer and that flow to, to sort of just simmer, die, and die down. And now you have to travel to Vegas. Hill coming in a little bit hot. It gives them the advantage with the first two games being in Vegas. And the same could be said in Dallas. 
So, but you're right. Aiden Hill has to have better support, especially with the guys on the blue line in, in uh, Petrangelo and Martinez, guys who have won Stanley Cups, and and uh, Shea Theodore, who's been the heart and soul of the, that blue line since the Golden Knights went into the NHL. So this is definitely has to be a step up game for the blue liners, and you got to see the forwards also playing. With the back check, uh, Mark Stone is known as one of the best defensive forwards. William Carlson is, you know, he butters his bread with, with being able to play 200 feet of hockey. So they have to definitely play a much better defensive game to support their goaltenders. Joined by Willie Ramirez, uh, writer for the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, big game six here tonight for the uh, both team stars and Vegas. Um, Jamie Benn getting back in the series after serving his suspension. What, if any, effect yeah. do you think it would have on Vegas and, of course, uh, his own his team, the Stars? Well, I, I think that he's had enough time to cool off. I think Peter DeBoer is a smart enough coach to, to have sort of sent a message that, hey, you know, cooler heads prevail. And, and neither team, I think this might be one of the cleaner games because both coaches are going to remind them, you know, how important it is. Obviously, uh, with Bruce Cassidy letting his guys know, hey, we didn't let them get in our heads in game three when we won four to nothing. We kept a cool hit. The last thing they want is a repeat performance of what we saw in Edmonton where Petrangelo lost his head and Evander Kane was able to get under uh, the Golden Knight skin. We, we know, like, Jonathan Marchessault is not afraid to mix it up. Uh, Keegan Colasar, obviously, the enforcer. And I, I just think that what, what you're going to see is that the captain returned, and he has to lead by example. His teammates are going to follow suit with how he does. And I don't think that they can afford to try to get Golden Knights, get in the Golden Knights' head and get under their skin and vice versa. I don't think that the Golden Knights can afford, especially in Dallas, they cannot afford, neither team can afford to get into a mental game in, term, when it, in terms of getting in each other's skin. It's a mental game already as it is because of, uh, the fact that the Golden Knights held a 3 nothing lead. But I think you're going to see a lot of smart hockey tonight, and I think Jamie Benn's going to come up and sort of lead his team by example. It should be an interesting game. Um, as, as somebody who has no interest in who wins or loses, I just like the story. I want Game 7. It would be amazing to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see if Dallas can become the 10th team to trail 3 nothing to push it to a 7th game. Of course, teams are 4-5. and five in the first nine who did it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Willie, enjoy the game. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Willie Ramirez writes for the uh, Associated Press, covers the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, they moved their line around. that They felt their fourth line, and it did get caved in in, in game yeah. five, no question. But they're going to need more from that. They're really going to need the, the Stevenson. Like, Mark Stone's got to get going here. He, mm-hmm. I just wonder, Struddy, if the wear and tear is getting to his back now. He's been pretty quiet the last few games. It, it has to get you eventually. Like it's just it's it's relentless, right? And and you know, it, from what I've seen, it doesn't look like there's been as much abuse on it as we saw with the Oilers against them. But it does take its toll, right? And and then traveling everything. So I, I would expect though he'll have a big impact in the game tonight. The Jamie Ben factor. I I just like I I don't I do not expect any kind of retaliation at all from Vegas. I think or uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be blown away for that. But what does Jamie Ben do? Like, does he have a superhero night? Um, you know, feeling guilty about what he he did. Now it worked for his team, but uh, I'll, I'll be very interested what he brings tonight. As far as like, not that he doesn't try hard, but like, does does he have a physical effort? Does he is he get himself on the score sheet? Scoring, I think he's a guy that is going to be very interesting to watch tonight. 
358. When we come back, we got lots on the orders. We'll get to uh, Strud's on, talk a little uh, green and gold, and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Let's get to a Sports Center update brought to you by the Edmonton Police Service. They're hiring a fast paced career that isn't your typical nine to five. Learn how you can join the team. Go to new EPS recruits.ca. Here's Brandon Douglas. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.